Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of the Brew in the Box podcast. With us here today we have Coach Bonnie. Hi. Hi, excited to have you here. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah. So Bonnie has been with Brio since forever. It's been a long time. (laughs) 2011. And coaching since, do you remember? Yeah, well I don't remember the exact time, but it was right after I had bent because it started when I was on my mat leave because I wasn't oh, working that's right. and I needed human contact and I would cross it. <laughs> <laughs> and how old is Bennett now? Bennett is now nine. Yeah, okay. So yeah. we're going on a decade. Yeah. Oh man, it has been that long, I guess. Crazy, hey? So let's take a journey back in time. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Prince Albert. Like so many people at the gym. I know. a lot of PA represented. Yeah, people don't think a lot of people come from PA, but then <laughs> you come into the CrossFit gym and everyone has some kind of a connection to PA. Is it like a lot of people leave PA? Is that... <laughs> I think so. <laughs> everyone says like everyone that grew up in Prince Albert ends up in Saskatoon, and everyone that grew up in Saskatoon goes to Calgary, which you did, right? <laughs> I did, yeah. Probably. We fit the stereotype. Yeah. Yeah, so like I did all my elementary in high school in Prince Albert. It was good. Like I, at the time... Quite like growing up in Prince Albert, like there was lots of sports. It's really close to the north. Like we would spend lots of time um, off the lakes and everything, so mm-hmm. it was super easy access to get out in nature. So that was really nice. And then, but as soon as I graduated high school, I moved. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what um, kind of like sports and stuff were you into when you were growing up in high school and PA and everything? Like in high school, I played all the typical high school sports. Like I, but like volleyball and basketball were the big ones that I did, you know, as competitively as you do in high school. But then I still did all the, like, I don't want to call them fringe sports. They were fringe for me because I wasn't very good at them. But I just wanted to be part of the team. Like, I, re- I did track. But I remember I did, like, the, I, I did, like, the, th- I did javelin and the 3,000 meter. And truth be told, the only reason I did the 3,000 meter is because no one else wanted to do it. And I was like, well, I can, like, be uncomfortable for a period of time and get a trip to provincials. So... <laughs> I was mediocre at best, but the only one willing to do it. So well, there you go, <laughs> winning by acclamation. Yeah. Um, so those are the big ones, and then I like I played ring it when I was younger, and then like the summer sports, I played baseball and stuff like well, basketball, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, just kind of the typical ones. Um, yeah, that's like the full sports. list. I guess so. Name all the sports. I was a sporty kid. That's going to shock everyone. Yeah. Now. What? Bonnie's <laughs> been athletic. And I did ballet. Did you? No. I'm just, oh, I was going to say, I did not know that. Okay, I'm glad that was fake. Could you imagine if I had that in my back pocket the whole time we knew each other and I never told you? <laughs> That's why I was shocked when I thought you said No, that. I'm an open book. Okay, so you play all the sports mm-hmm. and then you get the heck out of PA mm-hmm. when you come to U of S. What was yeah. your, what did you take in school? Well, when I started school, it's because I wanted to be, again, surprise, surprise, a gym teacher. So, but I was going to do a, you could do a combined degree where you did three years of kinesiology and then transfer over and do two years of education. So I did my three years of kin and then I got accepted to education, but I still remember when I got my letter, I was like, oh, that's... I don't know that that's what I want to do. <laughs> so I kind of did that mental step back and reevaluate life choices. And at the time, it seemed like a big deal. But now, not knowing what you want to do when you're 20 seems normal. Totally normal. Yeah. yeah so I just I finished my kin degree. And then I, I decided that I want to kind of pursue physiotherapy. But then I, I took a year off. And I did a little bit of traveling. And I worked um, for just under a year, I guess, as an exercise therapist at a physio clinic. Back in Prince Albert, mm-hmm. which is where I met Ian, so yeah. Prince Albert comes back into the mix again. <laughs> <laughs> it 
And then I got into physio school, so then I came back to Saskatoon and then did my master's in physio. So. Okay, so since we're in that point in the timeline, how did you and Ian meet? We met, well, at the physio clinic that I was working at, so I was working as an exercise therapist, and he was renting office space, working as a private occupational therapist. And actually, come to think of it, now it's funny, because the, the owners of the physio clinic, when I had my interview, and it was a super informal interview, they were great, great business owners and great to work for, um, but when they offered me a job, they kind of said as a joke, they're like, well, no, this is going to seem really inappropriate, and I should never ask it in a job interview, but... Like, are you dating anyone? And this was like, a, the guy that owned the clinic was like, I don't know, like a 35-year-old, you know, married man. And I was like, oh, uh, no, right, right now. And he's like, no, sorry, I knew this was going to come across. He's like, but everyone that ends up working at our clinic ends up being married to someone that works there. Or, <laughs> and I was like, okay, buddy, like, we'll see. And then, like, four months later, Ian and I met, and then we started dating, and we were engaged in less than a year, and married less than a year after that. Hey, so that clinic has better success than, like, Tinder. It's like that and CrossFit gyms, I think. Those yeah. are the, the two connections. Yeah, so I met Ian in between my kin degree and physio degree, essentially, and yeah, then we both ended up back in Saskatoon. And he is also from PA. Of course. But somehow you guys did not know each other growing up, right? Right. And kind of thankfully so, because there's enough of an age gap that had we known each other when we were younger, it might have been weird. Yeah. Like um, he could have been your babysitter kind of thing. Yeah. Like the first time he came to meet my parents, he came to the front door and he was like, I've been here before. He was like, I think your sister had a big New Year's Eve party like 10 years ago. So we joke that we don't talk about anything that happened before like the year 2000 and then it's fine. Yeah. But it, it's actually kind of neat because we realized like his parents' house is like a block and a half away from my parents' house. And so our dads recognized each other because they would walk their dogs past each other every day for like 15 <laughs> years. And so when, and now everybody knows each other, obviously, because we've been married for 15 years. But yeah, small world. That is like such a small world. Hey? Especially that like, even in PA, you guys were like a block mm-hmm. and a half apart. Like... Yeah, yeah, just, it's super weird. And it makes going, when my parents were in PA, it still made it very convenient to go home for Christmas because we could just, you know, <laughs> go, <laughs> go, the the dog around the, go walk the dog and yeah. go see the other half of the fam. Yeah, so that was kind of our last connection to PA, I guess, but we've been in Saskatoon ever since. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you are now a physiotherapist. I am. And what do you do? I, I always feel like I have to give a caveat as far as the type of physiotherapist I am, because then people come at me in the gym with like, like my elbow yeah. hurts. <laughs> I can't yeah. Um, there are people that are much better at that sort of thing than I am. I kind of specialize in neurophysiotherapy, so I work at City Hospital Rehab. Um, so patients that come there, I work on the inpatient unit, so it's primarily patients with like spinal cord injuries or brain injuries or strokes. Yeah, it's that neurological population that I work with. So pretty different than what typically people think of when they think of physiotherapy, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's my jam for sure. So you like help people learn to walk again? Yeah, the, that's the typical, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the stereotypical, yeah, we actually do. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I think that's, yeah, I know you're very humble and you always like downplay that, but like, man, the impact that you've had on people's lives. We actually just recently had a member join the oh, gym yeah. and uh, when he sent us an email, he was like, oh, small world, he's like, body helped me learn to walk again. And they're like, no way, that's amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that kid and he's, I think that's the thing with this job, like you see, I don't know what the right word is, but it's, it seems like a really privileged position to be in in a lot of, 
a lot of cases, I think, because you see people at their lowest lows. But then, like, you get to meet so many amazing people, and you get to see how people cope through those traumatic situations and how they recover. And because um, I mean, people have varying levels of physical recovery, and mm-hmm. there's cognitive changes and stuff that occur too. But to kind of be a part of that that super intimate journey with people, yeah, um, yeah, is is part of the reason I really like it. So it's you must get to know people really well, right? Because you see them yeah. like day in and day out for like what months sometimes yeah for sure like people are probably there on average from like a short stay would be like a couple of weeks but yeah then, like i've got some people on my caseload that have been there since you know november and so well, you see them day in day out yeah. so yeah for better for worse we get to know each other pretty well and sometimes it seems too long and i'm sure they're saying i don't know like you know you get just like any relationship where you see somebody every day it's yeah you know some work really well and you know you mesh with certain people and you, and you don't but that's the thing with this job, just like anybody else, like it's working with people. Yeah. And I think that's any of the jobs that I've had, like that's that's the part that I like. Yeah. Yeah, people. How much do you think like your level of physical fitness helps you <laughs> in your daily <laughs> doing I think, your job? I think in some ways it makes me a better physiotherapist and in some ways it makes me worse. Because <laughs> it can get me out of a pickle. Like I can I can physically do things, like I can put patients in situations that maybe other people couldn't. But then I think sometimes I can rely more on like physical strength instead of like technical skills. <laughs> but I'm like I have colleagues that are much better at like technical patient handling and things like that. So I think sometimes you can try and cut corners when maybe you shouldn't. But it, it certainly has, you know, saved me in a couple situations where, you know, even just injury prevention, like yeah. I'm not worried about trying to move somebody who's super heavy. But yeah. Mind you, it is really funny when you're like eight months pregnant and <laughs> you're working with a 45-year-old guy with a back surgery. He's like, you're, you're the one that's going to me walk. <laughs> but we all have Yeah. <laughs> it works as a really good lumbar support, actually, like when you're giving patients support very well. So. <laughs> I think it makes them uncomfortable, but yeah do you get to use any of what you've learned about like crossfit and functional movement Mm -hmm. in your job and like yeah for sure like and it's obviously variable dependent on the patient but there are like all of my patients do squats all of my patients that can will do deadlift and obviously Mm -hmm. that looks in that looks different in different forms but it's like yeah like we're picking things up you need those to go back to normal legs we are standing up like it's it's those sorts of things and it's it's one of the patients kind of look at me crazy when I'm like, okay, now hold on to this and we're going to stand up. Now hold on to this and we're going to stand up. And I'm like, hey, we're making you do squats. <laughs> yeah. But then too, it's kind of neat because it's like the way our therapy department is set up, it's not super conducive to doing things that we would do in a CrossFit gym. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of allows you to get creative. Like I've done sled pushes with patients where I'll like sit on a rolly chair and put my feet <laughs> on the ground and hold up a bar and like for some kind of a, a task where they have to push. And yeah. So it's, it's fun to kind of get creative. I and mean, we certainly pull those functional movements that we get through CrossFit and can mm-hmm. incorporate them a little bit. So, Have I ever sent you, there's a, a guy named Dr. David Johnson. He's a neurosurgeon, brain spinal cord surgeon out of Australia. And CrossFit's done a couple features on him. They put, as far as we know, the first CrossFit affiliate inside a hospital. And it was, it's the neuro rehab word from like spinal cord surgeries. Yeah, you, you talked, we talked about that briefly, but I never, I yeah. didn't follow up on it and I want to, because I think that would be, that would be awesome. Yeah. Like, I think that there's, there's a huge, there's a huge gap for that, I think. Like, and he was, as the doctor, as the surgeon, recognizing that most of the people coming to him, he's like, what they have is movement dysfunction. Mm-hmm. He's like, they have these 
you know, spines that aren't functioning and they need surgery because mm-hmm. they just don't know how to hinge and squat mm-hmm. and pick things up properly and they're not doing enough functional movement. So he's like, the prescription here is functional movement. Mm-hmm. And the last I saw, their affiliate in their hospital had gotten so busy and the patients didn't want to not train there mm-hmm. anymore, even when they had been discharged. They can't discharge them. Yeah, but now they've opened like a whole, like they have a 10,000 yeah. square foot gym or something, like quite a big space. That's so great. And they just have this like, it's basically all these like rehabbed patients that mm-hmm. just want to keep being fit. And yeah. I, it's super cool. I think the work that's being done there is awesome. Mm-hmm. Australia is a lot of cool things with rehab and movement. Like they're just such an active culture there that I yeah. think like they, they embrace that so much versus depending on where you live, like we'll st- sometimes I still get looked at strange when I <laughs> movement know. is medicine. What? Right. But yeah, it's, it's, I think that's why I'm like drawn to physiotherapy, right? Because that's, mm-hmm. that's what it is, right? Yeah. If you're not moving well, we're going to try and make you move well, regardless of what subspecialty you get into. That's the basis of it. So yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. So how did you find CrossFit? I, you know, I can't honestly remember. I remember the first time, and it was Ian, that he uh, wanted to, like, look into a CrossFit gym. But I remember, like, knowing about the methodology, because I remember when I worked as an exercise therapist. I think it must have been, like, the original CrossFit page, because there was, I was just poaching movements off of it, because I was doing, like, some training teams and stuff on the side. But they had, like, a movement library, and it was, like, a short little video clip of, like, this is a thruster. This is, like... Yeah. And so I remember, like, totally just poaching. Like, well, that's something I want to do, and that's something that I want to do. So I I kind of was familiar with the methodology, like, Mm -hmm. on a very naive basis, I guess, early on. So that would have been 2008, 2009, maybe? Yeah. And then when we were in Saskatoon, Ian wanted to pursue CrossFit. And I was like, yeah, that seems kind of like a cool idea. And so that's when the Groupon came in. Like, there was a few <laughs> of us who latched onto the Groupon. David uh, and I did a Groupon deal. <laughs> and this was, we were still at Old Rio. Yeah, and yeah. this was 2011. Yeah, yeah, it was 2011. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember being like, yeah, just Groupon, just try it. I was like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Like, yeah, let's do it. So I was pretty keen on, like, any, like, he didn't need to twist my arm. I was yeah. like, yeah, sweet, let's try it. What do you remember about your first workout? <laughs> I don't know if I'm combining two traumatic memories <laughs> or, <laughs> or, but I think it was honestly the same one. Because um, I think it was with, you guys are both there. Or again, they didn't combine the two. But it was Tabata something else mm-hmm. we did. And I remember, I was doing incline push-ups. I'm sure I wasn't doing full push-ups. Yeah, but it was up. into a bench. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm sure I was doing that. And then there was a 500-meter row after, like, I think it was just afterwards, and I don't know if it was just like get a bit of a benchmark thing. Yeah. But I also I'm choosing to say that you guys didn't at that point in time implement the you know go at a lower intensity. <laughs> Whether it was we were also still learning, <laughs> and it may have been explicitly stated, and then it may have been one of those people that was like, I got this. <clears throat> but my two memories are like destroying because I've never been on a rower, and I was like, I'm gonna try really hard. I'm, Maybe I just didn't know what intensity was, but it was like, well, I don't know how long this is going to take. So I tried really hard on the row, and I just remember, like, going home and laying on the couch for a long time before I felt like I wasn't, like, I wasn't going to be physically ill, because it was just, like, I hadn't tried that hard for anything. But I had never, like, exercised with someone looking at me, being like, oh, what can you do? So I, like, I think that element made me try harder than I ever would. Yeah. And then I think I got mild rabble in my triceps. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, still, I still liked it. Yeah. 
Like, I I remember, okay, so we used to do our day one workout was to buy something else, which is 20 second intervals, 20 seconds mm-hmm. on, 10 seconds off. I think we did half, so instead of eight rounds, we did four rounds. Sure. Uh, we would do pull ups where you'd be underneath the bar in the mm-hmm. squat rack, up and down. Push ups to a bench, sit ups, and air squats. I yeah, think. that sounds accurate because I could, like I couldn't do a pull up when I started. Yeah, but that high rep body weight stuff. Uh, we've since learned a lesson. <laughs> Not a good place to start. <laughs> so we stopped doing that because it just it makes people excessively sore and like you know randomly triceps. <laughs> I didn't know what that was, but I do remember the same time when I was like laying on the couch and Ian looked at me and he's like. What's wrong with your arms? <laughs> like yes. swollen. And I was like, I don't know. I do remember though <clears throat> that you came in and you set the gym record for the women's 500 meter row. Yeah, I tried really you hard. You tried really hard. <laughs> and so this is 2011. We've been open for like three years at that point. And David and I were like, holy shit. We were like, who is this girl? And I remember asking, like, what, like, what do you do? Like, what kind of athlete? Like, what do you train? And you were like, I don't know. I just like to go to the gym and stuff sometimes. And I just remember being like, bullshit I do something <laughs> I was like there's no way you're just that fit like just going to motion fitness or something but yeah I just remember you were like oh I just I like to you know let's be active and I remember you were like damn girl <laughs> and uh still I still feel like that all the time every day when I see your score I'm like damn girl well but now you cross that and now you're doing that makes sense so, yeah. now you're doing cross that right. there's been a lot of work that's put into those times yeah and I probably haven't hit that same 500 meter time since that time I wonder if I would have it somewhere in, uh, like, numbers from somewhere in the photo. I feel like it was, like, a 138 or something sticks in my head. Yes. It was a very fast time. Yeah. Through, I remember, I remember, like, I've probably come close to that, but I remember, like, realizing that I'm not going to keep getting fit around that. Peak journey. Peak journey. Yeah. So what's your, like, favorite movement? What's your favorite thing in CrossFit? If there's a workout that comes up and you're like, oh, this is fine. Yeah. Well, like, workout-wise, it's, like, the long, just be uncomfortable for a long period of time. Like, that's my, that's my jam. It's just, I'm not particularly good at any one thing, but I'm, like, good at being uncomfortable for a long period of time. Movement-wise, I really like rope climbs. They're just fun. You kind of feel like a ninja. It makes you feel like a little kid. Yeah. It's it's just, like, fun. Yeah, it seems just fun. Fun stuff. Yeah. Deadlift box jump, I feel like, is a good combo for you. Yeah, like, I, those are, that's, like, I'm good at them. Those aren't particularly, they're kind of boring, honestly. Yeah. Like, they're just, like, I don't know. I like the ones that are novel movements. Like, that's one of the cool things about CrossFit is, like, when else do you get to climb a rope or, yeah. like, hang from a barbell? Like, that's one of my favorites, or hang from a rig, because it's, like, you never would do that. Yeah. Like, handstand walking. Super yeah. Like, what other sport makes you yeah. find your hands? Yeah. I can't. Or, like, what other sport do you just, like, learn random new skills where it's like, yeah, let's, let's try this. So. Yeah. It is really fun to have that. Like I was thinking about this when uh, I was watching Alice at a gymnastics meet a couple weeks ago. And I was like, I wonder how many points I could get in that ring routine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, like, I bet I could at least give these like 10 year olds a run for their money. I was like, I can, I can go up like that. I can do that. You know, I was like, I can do something. It's kind of a cool feeling to know that like, I'm not going to, of course, but like, to just be like, oh, it's kind of nice to exist in just like a physically capable that's thing. like, if I wanted to do that, I probably could. Yeah, that's like, yeah. that's one of my favorite words is like capable. Yeah. And especially like that physical, physically, like that ability to be physically capable. It's mm-hmm. just nice to know like, 
oh, I don't, like, if I have a lot of dog food in the bottom of my shopping bin, like, I want to be able to take it up. Yeah. You know, it's it's not getting a PR in the gym. It's like, I want to do the things that I want to do throughout the day. So mm-hmm. that's like, I want to be able to drag my canoe up onto the shore. I want to pick up my kid and put him on my shoulders. Like, yeah, that's the that's the bonus of all of this. It's stuff. a freedom thing. Yeah. It's like the old Chaco quote, discipline equals freedom. Mm-hmm. Discipline yeah. enough to train and stay fit. You have this the freedom to yeah. be able to do all those things, to yeah. trust your body. To, sure. Yeah. And it's like... The best reminder of that is if you get injured or yeah. sick or something yeah. like that, and all of a sudden you can't do that, you're just like, "This is awful." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it makes it makes you really grateful for being able to move. For mm-hmm. sure. yeah. Especially, I mean, you work with people that lose those abilities, right? Yeah. That's a great every day. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What's your like least favorite thing in CrossFit? If you could like ban one movement, oh, if I could ban one movement, hmm. it used to be wall walks when we because we would do them in warm ups a fair amount. Like before, they were actually we would never do them in a workout, but yeah, like they would approach them in warm ups and stuff like that, and I hated them. <laughs> <laughs> And but do you make them less now? Yes. Well, and okay. I think it's because I realize I have to be warmed up to do a wall walk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first you can't be up. Yeah. yeah, like the first two were awful. But now I was like, I, I like them a lot better now. Yeah. I think I don't like the strength things, despite how important I recognize that they are. <laughs> do that. But, yeah. And I think the reason I don't like them is because I can't just like try harder and lift more weight. Mm-hmm. It's like, hmm. I actually have to get strong. We have to try harder for an extended period of time and uh, commit. You know what I mean? Process of adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually like I can squeak out a faster 500 meter row time if I just try a little bit harder. It's like, I don't think I can back squat an extra 10 pounds if I just like put the effort in. Yeah. Or, you know, you have that strength, but you don't. Progressive. Um, time, yeah. 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 So, found Crossman 2011. Mm-hmm. That was the first year of the Open. Yes. Which. I actually did a CrossFit trivia quiz today, and I knew oh, that's you? Yes, oh, that was one of them. What was the first year? That was 2011. Mm-hmm. And then 2012, so I think it was the next year. Yeah, because I actually, so the caveat with me starting CrossFit in 2011 was that we did a group on, but then I had planned, I was going to do a triathlon in the summer, and I am not a good swimmer. And Ian, like, we both really liked it, but I was like, man, like... And we didn't have unlimited funds at the time. And I was like, well, this group on is great. But it's like, I really want to learn how to swim. And I'm going to train for the triathlon. And so mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to take the summer off. And I'm going to, like, focus on swimming and doing this, like, running and all those sorts of things. And so I did that. And then did the triathlon. I was like, no, no. That's not for me. I'm going back to this. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I kind of took that summer off. So then it was in, like, the fall of 20, like, September. Yeah. In 2011 when I started it again. And then you got pretty into it. Yeah. So sure. then by the next, like, February, March, mm-hmm. we put a team into the Open. And I also remember the <laughs> looking back on it, it's so funny because we did, like, this Open and, like, totally naive to what that even meant. It was just, like, this online competition you can do. And then I remember you saying, like, oh, I think like, we qualified to go to this competition and it's in Vancouver. And I remember being at work and texting you being like, am I... I'm going to ask for time off work to <laughs> exercise. Like, it totally seemed like it wasn't a real thing. I was like, what? Yeah. Is that, we're going to go to Vancouver and exercise for time against other exercises? <laughs> it seems strange. Um, didn't, we did really well in the Open that year, didn't we? Yeah. It, like, Brio was one of the top gyms. Yeah. Yeah, I think you were like fourth, because that was when it was Western Canada. Yeah, like those different divisions. Small pond back then. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take our wins. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a team. Really well. Yeah, Rio did really well. And then yeah, I remember that was the first year we went and showed up. And I was like, oh, the cool events 
spring. And we were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> These goofballs from Saskatoon. Yeah, it was um, super fun. And then that started, we did regionals together a bunch of times. 12, 13, 14, then 15. Somewhere in there, we took oh, turns having babies. Yeah, it must have been. Oh, yeah, because I was pregnant in 2012 when we went. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> but, like, barely. <laughs> Can I tell this story from my perspective? Yes. So, we go to this conference in May, June, first week of June. Mm-hmm. And Bennett is born on New Year's Eve. Yeah. So, I was like three months pregnant. Three months pregnant. Uh, we do this competition. The final event was something with a bunch of muscle ups, 20 muscle ups or something. And then after that, it was supposed to be a partner carry where I was going to hop on your back and you had to carry a 70 pound dumbbell. Yes. And that was like the finish of the event. Mm-hmm. And it ended up that we didn't get the muscle ups done. Well, I didn't do any muscle ups <laughs> at the time. I couldn't do a muscle up. You were the only one that could do muscle ups. I tried my best, but didn't, we didn't get the muscle ups done. And then, so we hit the time cap, and it didn't. It ended mm-hmm. up that we didn't get to the partner yeah. carry dumbbell thing. And then, at the end of the competition, we're out for dinner. Um, you know, there's all of us there, and you and Ian are like, "We have something to tell you guys." Mm-hmm. And you were like, "We're having a baby." And we're like, "You're pregnant." <laughs> and then I was like, "You were gonna let me ride on you? You were gonna let me jump on your back?" And you were like, "Oh yeah, that would have been fun." <laughs> <laughs> I just remember being like, "Oh my god, I'm so glad we didn't finish those muscles." But like, I would have felt so bad if I hopped on the back of the pregnant lady like a pony and be like, "Ride me to the finish line." <laughs> The story would have been even better then. Um, so yes, uh, yeah, we've had some, we've birthed some children in this um, CrossFit. Yeah, we did. Uh, I remember a year at regionals with little baby Ben. Yes, and God bless David because he had to be Mr. Mom slash babysitter with the baby. Ben would have been like, when did we go to regionals in like the spring? Yeah, maybe May or June. Yeah, so that would have been like five or six months old. And you guys already had a kid at home, but you left it at home. <laughs> left but, like, Ben was little enough that we mm-hmm. didn't, like, I was still nursing him. So, yeah, baby Ben. Rockstar mom came along with us. Well, Rockstar team. I just remember, like, before the war, I'm being like, here, David. <laughs> He's had one. He's you know, yeah. a baby. David coached from the side as a champ with, with the baby on his face. Yeah, we had yeah. Some, some good times in the yeah. uh, competitive years. Yeah, it seems like a long time ago now. It, I mean, it is a long time ago now. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of fun now to have, like, lots of people that have been very fit and very competitive, mm-hmm. and I guess we're all, like, growing old together, and yeah. our kids are growing up together and all that kind of stuff, but still with a good appreciation for, like, trying hard and yeah. being fit. And I think it was maybe Pat coined the term class fit. Like, <laughs> I'm just class fit now. I'm just going for my hour, show up, see my friends, you know, yeah. go as hard as I want, but, like... Not needing to spend like multiple hours a day training, training, training sure, that kind of stuff, which is enjoying yeah. fitness together. And I think it's it's neat too, though, that you realize like to be fit, like that's all that you need. Yeah, like, CrossFit works for a reason. It's not like you need to do all that extra stuff. It's like mm-hmm. you need to do that extra stuff if you want to super focus in on specific skills. But it's like, well, if you can't walk on your hands, you you're still gonna be pretty fit. Yeah, it's not gonna change anything about the quality of your life. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, like at that point in your life it was really fun to work on and it was like it was worth it and that's that was a valuable way to spend time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, priorities have still shifted a little bit, but yeah, it's still nice every once in a while to yeah. to give it a go. Me and David and you and Ian just did the Synergies Cast Iron Classic competition together a few weeks ago. That was yeah. super fun. Really so, fun. Yeah, it's still... And we were kind of joking that, like, 
that's what we have to do now is like pay someone else money <laughs> just to set aside an entire day to basically just hang out together. Which is <laughs> ironic because you have a gym in Rio and a gym in the garage and a gym in our garage. <laughs> but we'll still pay to go to a different gym to set the time. Just to carve out the time. Because that's, yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Yeah, like it's going to be, but it's, it's, it's certainly worth setting that time aside. Mm-hmm. Ian and I talk about that lots just as far as like prior shifting and like life is... Well, actually, I was going to say busy, but a good friend of ours, he, uh, and this was when his kids were young, he's like, you know what, life's not, it's, busy seems to have, like, this negative connotation to mm-hmm. it. It's like, no, life is full. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's just full. It's like, I don't want to remove any of the things that I'm doing. Like, yeah. these are all choices that I make. But we've realized, like, we are better humans when we get to exercise. Yeah. Because right? <laughs> like, sometimes, like, like, I feel guilty. It's like, ah. You know, I'm not going to breakfast with the kids because I'm going to be at the gym or, you know, bedtime and that kind of thing. But it's, like, feeling physically well and, like, mentally, it mm-hmm. makes such a difference. Like, yeah. We get to the point where it's, like, if one of us is grumpy, it's, like, I, have you exercised? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Yeah. There's, an, there's an echo bike in the basement. Like, you need to spend some time. Yeah, I'll take a lap right now. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it's, it's nice to know, like, as, as far as things that you need to do to, mm-hmm. to function better is as a human yeah you're giving the things that matter in your life you're giving a better version of you yeah you're being a better fizzer you're being a better wife you're being a better mom mm-hmm. all those things when you take care of yourself I think yeah. a lot of people women especially struggle with the guilt of like taking time for themselves and view it as selfish yeah um, which is like a hump people have to get over to mm-hmm. realize like no 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 no, no. it's not selfish it's yeah. it, you're giving the gift of a better stronger more sane <laughs> less <laughs> moody yeah all of those all of those things to the world well, even like just before I came here, I was going to try and get to the gym and then the day, you know, kind of got away from me. And then I was like, ah, I wasn't going to do anything. And I was like, ah, we've got the bike downstairs. And I was like, I was doing stuff upstairs with the kids. And I was like, I'm just going to sneak downstairs and I'm going to just do 100 calories on the echo bike. Mm-hmm. Just didn't, I just snuck down there. I was about 60 calories in and all of a sudden my daughter Brooke runs downstairs and she has this sign that says, go mom. And she made up there and she got her little running shoes on and she cheered me through the last 40 calories and then she had her shoes on. So she's like, what workout are we going to do? And so we like played downstairs and I was like, oh, like that's, yeah. that's what's awesome. Yeah. Right? And it's not, then you realize like, they're oh, watching. yeah, yeah. And they're, that's, that's not a bad thing for the kids to realize that you're taking time to exercise. Yeah. And then. They just see it as a normal part of life and have the values of your family and this is just what you do, mm-hmm. right? Just like you brush your teeth and you clean uh-huh. your house and you get your exercise in and it's just like yeah. part of... That's the other neat thing, like when we talk about our journey through CrossFit and how like, we started with like, like I guess we already had kids, but they're like really little and mm-hmm. we still were able to dedicate a lot of time to that and now kids are older. But it's like now we hang out and we work out with our kids. Yeah. Which is like a bonus that I never really expected. Yeah. And even like through like the next gen program and stuff, seeing it's so cool to see people come into the gym and it seems like everyone's kids are miniature versions of themselves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you get bar, make it just a little clone. <laughs> Morgan is like, oh yeah, you two are the same. Like everybody's kids. I was like, oh yeah, you can tell. You can tell who you belong to. Babies. Yeah. Or now they're big, they're yeah. adult size, you know. Yeah, sometimes they're inverse, they're yeah. taller than the parents. But it's it's really cool to see those kids that were like, you know, some of those we saw the kids. Man, this makes us seem old. Back in the day. <laughs> but yeah, you'd see those kids like in car seats or in like the jolly yeah. jumper, and then all of a sudden we're like, oh no, like they're they're legit awesome humans now. Yeah. They're learning the same thing. Back squatting and working hard. And yeah. I the next gen kids program, people probably know. I only take the kids of our members. Mm-hmm. And 
almost weekly somebody contacts me wanting just their kids to work out and my standard explanation is like no I think like it's super important to us that fitness is part of your family value system and that the parents are involved in the program and you know as they get older they start to come to regular classes with mom and dad it's like that's a super strongly held belief for me that the the parents need to be doing it too Mm -hmm. and if you're not willing to make that entire change of your whole family and that it's something you do together that I'm not interested in just like you know, an entirely unhealthy family where they're like, here, fix my kid. Right. No, I'm not, no, I want it to be something that's like a shared thing. And it's yeah. Like quality time and that then you're active together. Like I give the kids homework and it'll be like, do something active outside for an hour mm-hmm. with mom or dad, like as a family. Yeah. And then come back next week and tell me what you guys did. And I'm like, oh, I went skating or oh, I went tobogganing or, you know, I just want it to be part of the family value system. Yeah, and that like that makes logical sense as far as like and everyone's gonna have like their individual differences like as far as things they um trend towards or things that they really like. But mm-hmm. those values of like being physically well. And yeah. that's gonna look a little bit different for everybody. But like if if you if you want your kid to be physically well, you owe it to them. Gotta leave from the front. Yeah. Yeah. Like who's who is that benefiting to be like, oh I want him to be fit, but like but I'm gonna sit yeah. on the sidelines. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. And like, I mean, I'm not a super patient person, but like the kids of the Brio members are just awesome. Like, they're just awesome little humans. And I really genuinely enjoy spending time yeah. with them. Like they're, there's just something like, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. You guys are doing a great job. Great kids, <laughs> everyone. They're awesome. Great people. Great people. Well, that's half the reason why people like are so drawn to CrossFit, I think. And, or like whatever community-driven activity that they mm-hmm. participate in, right? Like, it, it doesn't have to be CrossFit, but I think I, lots of the members, and especially most people who have been doing CrossFit for so long, it's, like, lots of their social circle yeah. is involved. Like, oh, for sure. anybody who doesn't do We're at a level. We're building this, we're building new ground right now, and we're going to, we have this dream of making it into, like, a cool play place and, like, a, a garage gym area, and so people are like, well, you're still going to go to, like, a gym you go to? CrossFit was like, well, yeah, and we're like, why? <laughs> well, I wouldn't see anyone if I. <laughs> I was like, I like the people I work with, but otherwise, I, like, no, like that's where that's where I go to see my people. Like, yeah, yeah. So big social interaction. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I think we gained a pretty big appreciation for that during COVID. Mm-hmm. The and the gym kind of became the only place that people could socialize. Yeah. Right when you couldn't really go to a restaurant with more than a couple people, and you couldn't go to each other's homes. Yeah. And, all of a sudden, you were like, whoo, people became, like, actually, so here's just, like, a fun fact, 2021, our visits were up. We had more people work out oh, in 2021 awesome. than ever. Um, and I think it was just that, that people gained that appreciation for, like, oh, my God, I need to see some mm-hmm. humans. Like, some of the people working from home, you know, if they'd come in the middle of the day, they were like, this is the only time where I see other people. Right. And like, yeah, that's, like, a, it had a, a surprising effect on people's mental health, and they really, yeah. I think, gained appreciation for just the importance of the community. Yeah, I would say this also, but like seeing other humans in the real. Yeah, that makes sense when you say it aloud. I never would guess that, but once once you kind of laid out like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely makes sense. I know, I'm different, I think, because you were always at work at the hospital. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. always at work at the gym, but for lots of people, they didn't have that, especially if you were working from home or, you know. Yeah, depending on how many people live in your house or whatever, if you live by yourself, you're like, oh yeah, you have to like make an effort. You either are getting away from the people in your house. <laughs> yeah. Do you live with toddlers? <laughs> I can see why you want to get out of your house. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's do some uh, sort of rapid fire, some random Q and A. Okay. The fun ones we've been asking all of the coaches: pineapple on pizza, yes or no? No. No. Yes. Thank you. Finally, so no. on team, no pineapple with me. Early bird or night owl? Oh, definitely an early definitely bird. Definitely early, early bird. Yeah, pines awake really early. <laughs> but I can't stay up. At, like right now, we are really pushing it. <laughs> it's late. This is how much I love this community. Uh, chocolate or vanilla? Oh, chocolate. Oh, okay. Country music? Yes or no? Like no, but I don't get offended by it. Okay. Is that fair? Does it make you angry? No. Like, like I don't like put it on as your no, I don't have any country music on anything, but I'm not like one of those people that put it on. But if it's put on, I'm it's like, <laughs> all right. I can like get down to Garth Brooks. Actually, I went to Garth Brooks concert like oh. a few years ago, so I it probably is a good show. Yeah, yeah. I can like I, I'm a bit of a music junkie. Like I love music, so I can I can appreciate some of the country music. <laughs> I'm not saying all. Uh, beer or wine? Both. Both. It's situational. Yes. Like, I think it's, yeah, I, need, I can enjoy a nice glass of wine or a, or a cold beer. Yeah. For us, cold beer. Salty or sweet? Um. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to beat the clock here. Probably sweet, I guess. Yeah. yeah probably sweet. What was the last book you read or the best book you read in the last little while? Uh, oh, yeah, I was talking about this. I, the last book I read wasn't very good. It's just some fiction book by, it's J.K. Rowling, but her pseudonym. Oh, so okay. it's like a grown-up fiction book. It's just like yeah. a murder mystery. I tried to get into it just as far as like a entertainment. It's okay, okay. but there's a couple of books that I always talk about that I think are really good. And they're non-fiction books, so might not be for everybody. But one is called Endure by a Alex Hutchinson. I was going to say Chris Hutchinson. But no, that's the wrong guy. <laughs> I was going to say Eric Hutchinson, but yeah. that's a um, musician. Anyway, yeah. So that book's just all about like the curious potential of the mind and how it relates to physical activity because I've always thought that's super interesting just mm-hmm. as far as like what's the actual physical like what's the limit of human physical potential and whether that's actually physiological like physical or does it come from the mental perspective mm-hmm. and so this book really kind of dives in through anecdotes like a mixture of anecdotes and science I think which is nice yeah and this is that one on audiobook on your recommendation right. this is very good yeah. Yeah. for your next road trip lots of interesting <laughs> Like, it's science-based, but mm. th- told through people and stories, yeah. which is, like, I, I found it really easy to get into. Very yeah, and I think that's why I, why I quite liked it, because I can, truth be told, I like to nerd out on some of, like, the physiology stuff, but I get, it loses my attention mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Like, I have to be super focused to pay attention to that, and this book was nice because it had that mixed. Mm-hmm. And then the other one that's really good is Calling of the American Mind by mm-hmm. Jonathan Haidt. Yeah. And that's just talking about how it's, like we strive as a society to like remove all struggle from everyday life and how that actually is counterproductive to producing functional humans yeah <laughs> yeah so he's got a lot of good stuff so he is really good too those are two that i like often recommend to people if they're looking for good books to read i always think of it like when they try to raise trees in a biodome with mm-hmm. no wind the yeah. trees just fall over yeah because they need some struggle they need some resistance to grow strong enough to, to grow tall right i just think that's just good analogy yeah. for that that like yeah you can't remove every barrier struggle or obstacle you'll just be this weak ass little human that yeah. just falls over at the slightest gusty yeah. wind you know <laughs> but it, it's hard because it, it's kind of like counter to what you want to do as a parent right because mm-hmm. you want like you want to make life easy for your kids like you want to remove off like, you do want to remove those obstacles because you're just like just be okay like yeah. <laughs> but then you realize like everyone's gonna have struggle in their life at some point in time and mm-hmm. if you don't learn how to deal with like minor basic struggle or ch- like 
choose whatever word you want if it's challenge or struggle or obstacle it's like yeah. if you can't deal with like a conflict on the soccer field as a four-year-old like <laughs> you're probably not going to deal with a workplace conflict very well when you're mm-hmm. you know a 44 year old it's um, interesting now we have to kind of like manufacture those experiences for our kids I like know. and i was explaining this to atlas the other day his first big gymnastics competition because covid's kind of screwed that mm-hmm. up in the last few years and you know it's like it's hard to put yourself out there and you know you get evaluated by judges and maybe yeah. it goes the way you want or maybe it doesn't and i was saying to him i was like man this is why everybody puts their kids in sports because yeah. you have to learn all these life lessons about yeah. like challenge and pressure and disappointment mm-hmm. or you know if you do really well you have to win as a good sport like yeah. that, this is why everybody does this now you know? yeah there's lots of those kind of good lessons and even just like those uncomfortable feelings that come up like the, the idea of like anxiety or nervousness yeah. it's like those aren't bad yeah right like those are those are normal emotions that lots of people are going to go through and obviously mm-hmm. there's there's a spectrum of that but it's like learning to recognize anxiety is like yeah your body's recognizing that it's coming up against some conflict or, or something like that and it's like your body's getting primed to to deal with that yeah and that's that's okay like not as something you have to shy away from yeah but we know, always try to do our line is what are you going to do when mm. it's not that i'm going to tell you don't be scared it's what are you going to do when you're scared yeah i'm not going to say don't be nervous i'm going to say what are you going to do when you're nervous right. what's the plan let's yeah. have a plan in place for when you feel those things instead of Running away or being like, I shouldn't feel like this. Exactly. I shouldn't feel sad or I shouldn't feel angry. It's like, no, no, you're gonna feel all those things. Yeah. What are you gonna do about them? That's like, that's a very good way to put it. Yeah, it's like yeah, there's no, you can't, you can't avoid those things, and yeah. and that's okay. Like we don't, we don't want to live in like a numbed. Well, you can avoid those things. I'm sure if you, I don't know, like medicate everything, <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, a rock sitting in a corner. But um, yeah. I think we'd all agree that that's not the way that we want to live through life. Yeah, it's it's the idea. It's like. I remember there was a parenting podcast a long time ago where it was talking about like your level of, of happiness before you have kids and or people that don't have kids or and do have kids I think but the analogy that always kind of stuck with me and I think this could be um, related to different things whether it's kids or not but just the challenges that you put in front of yourself mm-hmm. so he's like yeah like if you if you you know don't have kids you might life's always pretty good like you're you know a seven out of ten maybe and that's that's awesome and that's great and that's a good average and then like you know if you do have kids then it's like you get these like extremes of emotions like you know the first time you see your child you're at like a 15 and you didn't even know that 15 existed and it's like wow i can live up here but then like something bad happens (laughs) and you're at a negative 27 and you're like i didn't know that here also (laughs) it's like i don't i don't know if i wanted that negative 27 on that scale like that seven was looking pretty good for my average yeah but the idea is that it's like sometimes you can like you don't get to experience those super highs or those super lows if you don't put yourself out there yeah and i don't think that's that's not specific to parenting or having kids or not having kids but it's just like taking on something challenging yeah those extremes of emotions like if you don't try something you might fail but you might you might hit that 15 too so yeah 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 that's an interesting way to think about it so after a few years of doing crossfit what made you want to coach do you remember how that started? Part of it was more human interaction. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it seemed like a natural transition for me to want to do because it's like I love um like I love human movement and I think that's mm-hmm. so inherent in CrossFit and it's And you had um, said you'd kind of set up thinking maybe you would be a phys ed teacher. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the kind of teaching yeah. aspect. And then I realized actually one of the reasons I didn't want to become a phys ed teacher is I realized, oh I just want to like coach teens. I don't want to like teach kids <laughs> so like oh i shouldn't be a teacher then so yeah crossfit was kind of good fits because I, I 
I like the interactions with people and I like a lot of the one-on-one sorts of things where it's like, well, if I can, if I can fix this little tiny movement issue or I can solve this problem when this person's been, you know, trying to figure out how to do like a kip swing or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you can, if you can help them work through that. Yeah. I really, really enjoy those sorts of things and having those kind of one-on-one interactions with people. Mm-hmm. But then on the other side of things, it's just, it's fun to have those like big groups of people together and to try and manage that class. And like, it's, it's neat because you're all working towards that same common goal, yeah. right? Like it's really cool to have that group dynamic and, um, yeah, progress progress along with them with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you started coaching in 2013. Yes. Because yep. yep. you needed to see some hours. And then you did your level one back then at some point. Yeah, like, it, it was probably pretty years. soon there after yeah. 2013 or 2014. Probably. It must have been 2014. And then it had expired, so you just last year did it again. Yes. And so you have now done your level one twice yeah when they were six or seven years yeah because i think it was expiring when we traveled so that would have been in like 2019 2020 bonnie took a year off and it ended when covid started so 2019 (laughs) yeah traveled the world went all over took your kids Mm -hmm. yeah lived in a van in australia for like a month (laughs) did all kinds of cool stuff lived in a lot of different places yeah uh, learned a lot of things it was great Went to a bunch of different CrossFit gyms in yeah. the rest of the world. We met up with you guys in New Zealand at, mm-hmm. around Christmas time that year. Yes. And Ryan and Jeff, too. Yeah, it was awesome. Stand I was up. just reminiscing about that today, actually looking at some pictures on my fridge, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's how many go places? That's fun. Yeah, that was super fun. So what do you remember about your first level one? My first level one, I was, I was super impressed with it. I didn't really know what to expect and honestly I was like oh this is just a certification I need like I need to do the coach because I, I was fairly naive to it like I didn't recognize what a big production it was like mm-hmm. how how well organized it was and just how thorough it was and yeah it was very clear right off the start just like how much information was there and just how high a level of quality that information was there mm-hmm. do you remember who you had yes yeah, I remember some of them um it was in Red Deer so it was at Jason McDonald's gym okay and then um, Nadia Shatia, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, she was there, and she's also at my level one. Oh, was she? Yeah, she's just my down girl. She was amazing. Like she's the one that stuck out to me the most because I was like, she's such a good speaker, mm-hmm. and and that's what I realize now. I think CrossFit probably puts a lot of emphasis on that. Like being able to communicate things very well is very important. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that was important at the time. But listening to her, I was like, oh, she doesn't use any words that don't matter mm. like everything that she said had value yeah which just made it so much easier i think to retain that information and then the torso is his nickname awesome. Austin Jack. yeah <laughs> and it's funny because I, he was doing a lot of the demos and i remember like there's something strange about body <laughs> and then they joked about how his nickname is the torso it's like it. He's got a really torso. He's got a very long torso, very short. Yes, very good at deadlifts, probably. Yeah, great levers. Um, yeah, so, so I think those are the three that were there, and it was awesome. Like I said, it was just I didn't realize how what a high level of quality of information that they were gonna pass along. Mm-hmm. So it was awesome. I really enjoyed it, and so I got that. And so then it was interesting when it came time to research, and I let it lapse because I wasn't sure what was gonna happen with traveling and stuff. But then certainly wanted to kind of keep coaching when I came back. So I had the opportunity to redo it at Brio, mm-hmm. and you were one of the seven <laughs> staff, which was Lucky great. Lucky you, <laughs> yes, mom again for two. Which, was that the one as me and Pete? 
Yeah, you and Pete Shaw. Yeah, because that was still kind of in the midst of COVID too. Like we were just able to, I mean, it was seemed like a regular seminar, but mm-hmm. um, they weren't running them all over the nation. Certainly, things yeah. were still a little bit restricted. So I wasn't really sure what to expect. But what struck me with doing it the second time, as soon as we started doing the lectures, I was like, I remember all of this stuff, like not verbatim, but the lectures were so well organized. And what I thought was impressive about the lectures was was the fact that like I can take other I take lots of other courses and look at things online and webinars and stuff like that for different professional development things and I don't retain it nearly as well as I retain all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So whether that's the method of delivery or I was just super engaged in it, but it was an awesome refresher for all of those things. And then like some of the content was a little bit different, but then at the same time it was nice to be like well, yeah, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, like, we don't need to trigger the core of the methodology exactly through all these years. Well, they've added like a few little things. Yeah, like there's some small elements of change, but it's like, well, they don't need to change the way that they teach the deadlift because it's yeah. Yeah, so it was it was awesome to to be able to go through that. I think the difference too is that I have way more experience coaching now because mm-hmm. before when I did it, I hadn't really coached that much. Yeah. Um, so it was, I was way fresher and was way more just trying to like figure out, okay, what are the, like it was more like, what are the points of performance? I need to memorize this. I really need to focus on that mm-hmm. versus now I feel pretty comfortable with those sorts of things because I've learned just basic from, knowledge. Yeah. Right. Like it was that the base of stuff was much more solid this time than mm-hmm. it was the first time. So I was probably able to pick up more of those nuanced things I think that I wouldn't I didn't pick up the first time yeah yeah that's cool yeah okay so final question why do you do CrossFit all these years stuck with it you've done lots of other sports why CrossFit like honestly it's because I I enjoy it that seems like a simple answer but it's like if I don't do it I miss it yeah Um, because it's like I the hour that I spend there I never I'm like ah terrible <laughs> there's workouts I'm like oh that was terrible <laughs> but it's like I, I legitimately enjoy myself when I'm there and I think the interactions with the people it's like people are always good for a laugh like I'll go in there grumpy I might be grumpy but like the period of time whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one hour for free yeah. from like um, yeah. yeah but but I like there's all the other reasons I do like I talked about before like I physically feel better when I do it and like I've tried there were periods of time when we were traveling and stuff like that and we had our you know garage gym and stuff that I, I could do all of the things like workouts are posted like mm-hmm. there's no reason I can't do the same workout like I can get the physical benefit yeah I'm pretty like independently motivated I could do those if I want but like I don't <laughs> <laughs> and, like I honestly don't and like, Ian's way better at like just working out on his own and I was like eh, I'm gonna drive across the city and somebody's gonna tell me what to do and that works better for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's something I enjoy. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. It was no nice to uh, take the journey through the life of Bonnie. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. It's, I stayed up the whole time. Too. <laughs> 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 yeah. Thanks guys. This thanks for fun. listening. See you in the next one.